What's up, everybody? This is Micah Ness, and you're listening to Silverline Behind the Frame, episode number 28. And today we get to talk to Dan Merkel, who is a legendary surf photographer and videographer, and he's now pursuing his passion for photography by chasing incredible scenic locations across the country and around the world. And we talk about his early days photographing surfing, and he's also leading the industry back then in the cutting edge of technology in both photo and film. And Dan has worked on big budget movies. He's traveled the world chasing big waves and those that ride them and also had a large business in stock video and photos. So enjoy this very cool, interesting talk with Dan Markle. So, uh, so yeah, welcome to uh, this silver line behind the frame is what we call the podcast. And so right. we like to dive into the kind of the the history of the people that we get to meet on the on the road, as well as um, you know, fellow creatives that spend a lot of time doing that, and it's something that uh, um, we're really passionate about. And uh, it was really cool to get to to meet you last night too, and finding someone that uh, is also very passionate about doing capturing these uh, these moments. So, so tell me a little bit. Uh, you know, I'd like to hear kind of the backstories, like how did how did you originally take on this type of uh, uh, job such as um, shooting photography like you do? Uh, well, I first started, I was a surfer. And I was taking photos of friends. Right. And then I met a lady, like I was telling you earlier, on a Christmas tree lot, and she gave me the card of her husband, who was the editor, and said, send photos in. I sent them in, and they were rejected, of course. and But they told me what, you know, I needed to do to get better. Yeah. And so I we went from there, and then wasn't long. I ended up being the staff photographer of that magazine. Yep. And then there was a few different publications in surfing and then regular surfing. I was their staff photographer for years. And it was a and surf surf magazine or what yeah. was what was it called? Just surfing. Just surfing? surfing mag. Yeah, okay. You know, there were surfers, surfing. Australia's got a lot of magazines. South Africa's got magazines. Yeah. Europe's got magazines. Yeah. Uh, a lot has changed re recently because of the digital media and everything's so now now right that magazines come out month or two months later. Yeah. Something happens, you know, the surf action, you know, or big waves, and then it doesn't come out for a month or two months. Yeah, you know, yeah. with the, with the lag time, and that's changed a lot. Magazines have closed, but some of them have gone digital. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so they can get stuff sent to them right away and upload it. Yeah, yeah. And is that original magazine that you were working for? Is it still going now digitally, no. or that's that's all? It's dead. Well gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Surfer's still still going. Right. But they're every other month. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and and it's own. The guy that owns it owns a bunch of magazines. Oh, okay. And uh, so did that. Did that open up into other things for you photography-wise as well, or was it just stay focused on surfing at that time? Uh, at the time, you know, I was surfing, and then I got asked to shoot on a surf film. Ah. They wanted me. I was really well-known for water photography. I was yeah. one of the best in the world. Yeah. So then a guy I knew approached me about a film he was going to do. I wanted me to do some water shots for him. Uh -huh. And I was staff photographer at the magazine, and I said, well, I'll go out and shoot some rolls here and there. Yeah. Because can't miss the best days. Yeah. You know, not shooting for the mag. Right. 
So I went out and shot, and I got insane photos, <laughs> movies. <laughs> I had a high-speed camera that he came up with. Okay. It shot 200 frames a second. Really? And so then, Do you know what that was called, or what was called? Milliken. Milliken. Really? Yeah. They'd shoot. They had variable ones that would go up to 400 yeah. frames per second. And what year was this? 70s. Wow. So yeah. that was that was cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, that was cutting edge. Um, they're quite heavy, you know. It's about with the battery pack and everything, the, the housing, the camera, you're at least 15 pounds. Wow. Um, yeah. Not like a GoPro today. <laughs> yeah. So I did shots where I went inside the tube. You know, the guy surfer would be traveling, and and I end up in the tube with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. In slow motion. Wow. So the shots became real famous. Yeah. The movie became famous. And that just changed. Well, then the... I even got asked to work on Hollywood film. Oh, wow. You know, a big Wednesday. Uh-huh. So I worked on that, and then I worked, you know, I worked on some other Hollywood films. Running the camera so, for those? <clears throat> yeah, water yeah. water photography. Yeah, yeah. I was really well yeah. known for water photography <laughs> around the world. Yeah, yeah. And not, like, bragging, but, you know, I was one of the top guys in the world. yeah. You know, well, and I, I trained all the time. Right. What is, I mean, <laughs> I guess being a surfer, like what what is, uh, you're out in the water all the time, but to actually train for something like that, is it practicing timing to be in the perfect spot when they're crossing through there? Or what, what does training look like for that? Uh, well, training would be running with leg weights. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you know, more like cross training just so sure. you're fit. Yeah. Uh, when you're out in the water all the time, you're swimming all the time, you're in swimming shape. Yeah. And uh, timing-wise, I mean, waves never break exactly the same every wave. You know, right. one's a little further out, one's a little further in. Right. You you don't get in the right position all the time. You're diving under. You're getting pounded. You're getting sucked over the falls if right. the timing's not right. There's many variables. But yeah. you, you try to line up. Yeah. Um, and you, you can't line up every wave. Yeah. But uh, you line up and then try to get where you can go inside or get it where they come up and do a, a maneuver in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then from there afterwards, I windsurfing got really popular in the 80s. OK. And so I went over to Maui and I used to hang there and shoot mm -hmm. windsurfing mm -hmm. at Hokipa, Kanaha and all those places. All the top windsurfers from everywhere in the world came to Maui. Yeah. You know, because it was windy all the time. Right, right. In, in Hokipa. So I shot that for a lot and then supplied magazines, you know, with photos. And then I used to make my own um, camera mounts. So okay. I mounted off the boom. Oh, um, yeah. On the nose, up the mast, all over the place. Yeah. And was this mostly still or yeah. were you shooting a lot more or just uh, some No, of I was doing stills too. and then I was doing movies and yeah. I would get hired to do commercials. Right. You know, windsurfing was popular and people wanted shots of guys flying in the air and all yeah. that and doing the flips mm -hmm. at that time in around 85. Were they ever mounting the cameras very often yet on like trying to strap onto a board to get the No, POV no, we had them on the board. Too? Yeah. Yeah, we used different things like uh, fin inserts. And then that would be the track, and you could put the camera on it and move it a little bit up, up and back. Okay. Um, yeah. For stills, you know, you'd use it like a fisheye lens. Right. right. Yeah. And did uh, when you started doing that kind of stuff, did it also bring up a lot of other people to 
try to start doing that? Was it kind of beginning more into that kind of an industry of trying to shoot the same kind of stuff, or did you have more of an exclusive, you know, No, access? I didn't have exclusive, but I came up, you know, I worked with all the top windsurfers. Yeah. Um, and you get to know them, become yeah. friends and stuff, too. Well, they all knew me from, yeah. from I was a surf photographer. Yeah. So right. I had that reputation already, so they knew I wasn't wasting their time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just coming up a lot of angles, mm-hmm. uh, doing different things. And, you know, and I used to even shoot jet skiing back in the day and I made mounts oh. that hung off the jet skis. Yep. So you could, the jet ski guy could be going to turns and the camera would be out uh, at an angle. Yeah. And it was there and could, he could fire. I had a, a lead wire, right. you know, all waterproof. And yeah. then the guy could do these stunts and fire the pictures himself. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, did it, was it hard at all, I guess, if you grew up surfing, to then spend the time taking the photos and not necessarily, were you still surfing a lot yourself or was it okay to kind of no, it's not okay. do I as mean, much of that? You have to learn. It's not learn. You have to make a decision in life. If you right. are going to do the photography full on, you're right. going to have to give up surfing. Right. And I used to go surf when the conditions were overcast because, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in the day film, ah, it's not sunny. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to make no money shooting a black and white. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> wait for sun. Uh-huh. So I'd go out, surf, and then the sun come out. Then I'd run back, <laughs> grab my camera gear and go to the beach. Right. You know, where I'm going to shoot photos. Right. But like in Hawaii, everything happens within a five mile stretch. Mm. Yeah. Not even that far. Yeah. I mean, from Velzyland to Log Cabins, Yeah, there's all these surf spots. Yeah. And back in the day, all the pros would come and hang in Hawaii for many months. Mm-hmm. Now they come and hang for the contest, and they're gone. Oh, gotcha. You know, they're there for two weeks or something, and that's it. Is that because there's so many other places that they're well, going to they go? Well, they got a lot of contests. Yeah. And then after Hawaii, they've got that break where they can go home, you know, their own home country right before the next season starts in australia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know there, it was good you know back then it was a lot different than it is now yeah because it's so corporate now that the big companies quicksilver billabong hurley all of them they bought houses at the surf spots oh. and they would put <laughs> their team members in those houses yep yeah and so when the surfers come out of the water they just walk right back up to their compound. Yep. So before, everybody used to hang at the beach together. All the top guys would all yep. be hanging around, chatting, and you could get yep. photos of them. Yep. Most of them, in from the house to the water and back to the house. Yeah. You know, gotcha. and they would just hang out there watching the waves, mm-hmm. listening to music, whatever, until they went back out again. Right. So it probably lost a little bit of that community aspect. Uh, it was... It was just different, you know, hanging with the guys. Yeah. Now everybody's in their little camp. Yeah. You know, you're a Billabong guy, you're a Hurley guy, right. you're a Quicksilver guy. Yeah. So it was different. And I, that's why I liked windsurfing because everybody was really nice and mm-hmm. and everybody had to hang at the beach. All right. Because you got to be ready because to jump there's no, the, the Well, wind. at Hokipa, there's no houses there. Uh, yeah. So everybody would be there all day long. Right. You know, that in windsurfing, you didn't even start till 10 or 11. Okay. But you had to wait for the wind to pick up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, I I started a stock footage company. Okay. 
and I would go shoot movies of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Egypt. I was in Holland and Africa, all over the place. Focused on water type stuff no, as well, or just land. all kinds of stuff, really. Everything. Yeah. Um, and I would sell to commercials, corporate, um, music videos, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And that was a really good business. Yeah. Yeah. And is that, uh, was that just kind of a natural progression into that, or was it just you wanted to try something a little bit different? And No, you know what it was is people would start asking me, you know, they, I was known as a wave guy. Yeah. You know, I had lots of waves. Then they go, do you have this? And I'll go, God, I don't, but, you know, I could go shoot that. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know how to take Figure a Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I started that way. Mm-hmm. I went and started shooting some other stuff. And then when somebody asked, yeah, I have that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then I was on the road nonstop. And what was that uh, equipment set up like to go shoot stock? Was it usually just you and a camera? Did you bring people? No, I did all? it all myself. Yeah. It, at the end, this is in the film days, I had my own Airy 35. Okay, yep, yep. And, you know, and everybody, like, I saw your tripod, you know, it's smaller. Yeah. That tripod I had was a 150-millimeter bowl and ball <laughs> with carbon legs. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're talking in the 20-pound range. That's a serious. Now, the camera was 30 pounds. Oh, wow. Then you had the magazine. Yeah. You know, you had batteries. You right. had a battery belt with all the, ba- you know, the yeah. batteries goes around your waist with right. a cord to come up. Right. And you'd have the tripod. I'd have a big backpack with the camera would be in there. You know, and then a lens. Right. And then I had to have the couple magazines, and then I had to carry some extra film. Oh, so man. it was a heavy load. How long How long could you shoot on a, on a roll of film? Well, it all depends on the speed. But yeah. the length, no matter what it is, you get like five minutes. Yeah. Wow. If you shot it fast, screen right. time is only going to be five minutes. Right, right. But, you're sh- you're but if you shot fast, more. you know, a higher speed. Yeah. Well, then you gobble the film up faster. Yeah. If you were 24 frames or 32 right. frames. But still, screen time's five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, and when you were shooting that kind of stuff, was it, um, I mean, that did that just keep driving you to just go find something new? Or was it kind of the business was also pushing you to, okay, they're, they're, they're buying more stuff so I can just go around and keep shooting more content? Yeah, they were buying stuff. I was selling stuff every single day. Yeah. You know, I had an office. I had girls working there. Yep. Um, so what, when you had this stuff on the road, were you able to find places to then mail it off to them to, no, to do I would that, always, keep it all with you until I'd you get back? I'd keep it until I came back. Yeah. Because even nowadays, I get worried when I send a card off. Right. Because if I haven't got that card copied, yep. and if <laughs> something happens at the post office, yep. That's a lot of work. And then that was wh- that was the only copy right there, right? Yeah, well, we're, you know, and we're talking, <clears throat> you know, a can would be about, well, we're not on film, so I'll show you. But, well, you know, I'm filming it here. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But, you know, you have a can about this big, and it weighs right. pounds. Yeah. That's so I didn't want to take the chance. I, yep. you know, used to be able to walk on the plane with it and stuff, yep. with the film. Yep. But it got to a point where... You know, with all the terrorism and crap going on in the world, they started x-raying everything. Yeah. Then yeah. I had to have the film pulled out and let them hand 
check it. Oh, they right. Bring a darkroom bag so they could open the can and put their hand in there and make sure it was film. Because one guy was going to open the lid. I said, you can't open the lid. Yeah. I said, you'll expose it. <laughs> wow. And it actually, one country, <laughs> they had their own darkroom bag. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they no, at least had a they, somewhat of a sense of what yeah. was needed for that. Yeah. Well, you, you know, back in the day, if they x-rayed it, you know, it got to a point where they would turn your film blank. Really? Did so, you did you have any? Uh, I mean, for from traveling so many different places, did you have any crazy or horror stories on like lost shots or or something got stolen or anything? No, I was pretty lucky. Yeah. Um, when I did Russia, Egypt, places like that, mm-hmm. I paid to have a guide and a driver. Oh, okay. Yep. Because you know, just like. We were out this morning, and we're pre-dawn. Yeah. But now you're pre-dawn in some city. Yeah. You know, and it could be St. Petersburg or Moscow or. Right. There's a lot of criminals, <laughs> and if you're out there by yourself with a bunch of expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah, easy to get robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. E- even like if I, I've been in Seattle and places, you know, on your outskirts of town, over a bridge, overpass, and all the bums would be on this bridge because they were all sleeping down below. Right. You didn't know, never know when one's going to come up and try to rob you, mm-hmm. you know, to get a fix. Yeah. So I used to carry a knife in my pouch, and oh, sometimes man. I'd carry yeah. bear mace. Yeah, yeah. You get sprayed by that, you're going to be crying. <laughs> I've, I've accidentally gotten <coughs> some of that in my face carrying it up in Alaska, and that little cap comes off, and you get a little bit in the air. And whoo- You know what I was told? I, <laughs> I went to the hospital to a medical a clinic, yeah, and they said milk. I said I got milk in the car. I <laughs> poured milk all over me. Oh, it was yeah. terrifying. Oh man. Oh, so you did get some on you yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. Just from accidentally, it went off, off in my pouch. Oh gosh. <laughs> and yeah. So then it was on my fingers. Anytime I touched. Oh man. You yeah. know, so <laughs> that was that wasn't fun at all. So did you end up shooting? Uh, um, Wildlife in, in these places as well, or mainly just scenes and locations. Scenes, and not not so much the wildlife. You know, yeah. I would do um, underwater fish, turtles, dolphins, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. To do with the ocean. Right. But I wasn't really after chasing bears and all the other yeah. animals. And yeah. Um, it was a full time job. Right. And did you would you get notices? Ahead of time of stuff, too? They're saying, hey, we're looking for this kind of stuff this time of year. Would you then go there or kind of set I it up? I studied watching TV, commercials, yeah. yeah, seeing what they put on. And then I would go to the exotic locations mm-hmm. and shoot. Yeah. Because if an airline flies, let's say they fly to Egypt, mm-hmm. they're not going to pay to have a photographer go to Egypt, mm-hmm. you know, a day rate of <laughs> How many thousands yeah. air flight and yeah. all the rigmarole, and then could have bad weather. Sure, you know, going any location. So they would come to somebody like me and other companies, and ask if you have it. Then you'd send them stuff to look at. Yep. And then once they looked at, it, if they picked it, mm-hmm. you know, you had an eight second minimum. Yeah. And that would have a price on it, and you had commercial rates, you know, documentary rates, yeah, um, all kinds of different rates. But it was very lucrative. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it was there becoming to be more. Uh, was that the time when stock started growing? Was there a lot of other people starting to do the same thing too? Uh, 
There was other people did it, but I don't think it's full time like I was doing it yeah. for one guy. Yeah, right. I, I mean, think at one time I was the biggest one man stock footage <laughs> company in the states. Yeah, because I just I would schedule the lab. I would call up and say, okay, call photo cam. I'm flying in on this day. Uh-huh. The next day I would be down there with the film, getting it developed. Yep. And had already had the um, transfer ske- um, scheduled. Mm-hmm. So film developed. Then I would drive to L.A., Yep. sit in the room with the guy as we're transferring it, doing the color correction. Yep. And then I'd leave and go back and get on a plane and go. <laughs> wow. So you've, you've, I'm sure, circumnavigated the, <laughs> the globe a few times then? Uh, been, been, been a lot of places. Yeah. Um, still a lot more to go. Yeah. Yeah, still. And then at what point did you um, kind of transition to kind of more of the uh, landscape type stuff? You know, they do now well, and I was, selling I was doing the landscape film. And then... Uh, Throughout that whole time, you're shooting photos as well? Yeah. yeah. And the reason I just went now, well, it's been a few years now, <laughs> but more of the stills is I had a divorce. And I didn't have a prenup. Uh. Um, and they piled everything that I did, houses I bought, cars, boards, surfboard, everything. And they say, you owe all this money now that I already paid for. Yeah. You know, I had a boat. Uh-huh. And they, now they say she owns half that boat. Mm. So I want the boat. I had to pay half to get it back. So I had to pay uh. full price that I paid for the boat. And I right. had to pay another half the boat price to get it back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's it was tough. a big pile of money. Yeah, yeah. So everything got, you know, the judge go, oh, you can just keep shooting it. What? I says, you know, this is 15, 17 years of work. Right, right. You know, so that's, and then afterwards, you know, I had three houses. Hmm. I had a house at the beach. It was about 3,000 square feet. I had a house in Vegas at 4,000 square feet. I had a con- a condo in Vegas at a couple thousand mm. square feet on a golf course also. You know, I had XK Jaguar, SL500. <laughs> I had SUV. Right. I had boats. Man. I had everything. I was, yeah. you know, I was making bucks. Yeah. Um, and everything was a write-off. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, it's just it's like now travel to get somewhere and places airfare, to be and, you know, transfer, yeah. film, yeah, food, yeah. Just like now, I carry there's a bag, receipt in the bag, yeah. Just put the <laughs> year, throw it in storage, yeah, yeah. So after all that went down, and I had to give away all the, you know, oh, and I got ripped off by stockbrokers when I was in Africa, uh, yeah, and that six hundred thousand went, oof. So it was just like. That is that, and I says I quit. Yeah. I says I worked all these years for nothing. Yeah. So I said I'll just go shoot stills. Yeah. And you know? and was it? Uh, I mean, I, it seems like for, I guess for some people, if they go through, you know, some tough stuff like that, they might just get away from that kind of stuff completely. But you're s- still traveling places and still shooting. I mean, it's it must be still a passion to still keep. <laughs> oh no, it's a passion. Um, yeah. I'm 73 right now. 
So what would I do? Just sit around and do nothing? <laughs> like my friends, go to the pub, drink beer, right? go back. Go to the pub next day. It's boring yeah. as hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the excitement is getting up, never knowing what the sunrise or sunset or the landscape is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, searching out new places. You know, before I used to have to do a lot of research. Now I can just go to the phone yeah. and hit <laughs> RGPS. Yeah. <laughs> punch it. What's near me? Right. Oh, I like the look of that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I'll go there. Hit the other little I thing there. Navigate. <laughs> yeah. Takes me Tells right you there. Right where to go. <laughs> so uh, I mean a lot of things have changed. Yeah. It's just like you know, when my friend turned me on to that new spot I'm gonna go to. Yeah. Um everything's online. Yeah. You know, if you just go on a yep. computer and mm-hmm. look up a state and what's you know, good for shooting. Right. I mean, some somebody's been everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. hard to beat. Yeah. And then um, do you find, because it, it, when we were talking last night, we were shooting the the sunset, there's a lot of places you go back to. So is it just, uh, you know, trying to find different ways to shoot it or just you never know what, what you're going to end up with? Uh, I got stuff this trip that, didn't have last time, and I shot yeah. this place a bunch already. Right. Because um, I'm hanging here to shoot some waves. Right. The backwash waves up yeah. at the Cape. So I don't want to go too far away because then you got to drive, you know, hundreds of miles to get back. Because mm-hmm. the other day I shot here a Milky Way. Yep. And then the next morning I got up and drove 250 miles down the coast. To go shoot the Milky Way at another spot. Yeah. Because it was going to be clear. Yeah. And you yeah. need the clear weather. Yeah. And then turned around and shot and drove all night and came back. Because <laughs> I had to have my car, some mm. stuff done to my car. Right. So it was right. like, that's a lot of driving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I found other places, you know, along the way that Thor's well. I hadn't shot yeah. that before. And right. I've been up and down the coast. Yeah. And drove by it. There's not, like, there's no sign that says, Thor's well. Right. There's a parking <laughs> thing right off the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, when we when we did the shoot there, we had, like I was saying, a, a, a group of people, and some were up shooting one of the lighthouses, and then other of us came, you know, the Thor's well and stuff. And and uh, when we were down there, one of the guys got in literally over his head and, and, and had his camera uh, in his hand, and one of the big wave came in just – drenched him i mean all all the stuff and actually got his camera wet too but thankfully he was he had it up kind of high enough it just got splattered enough enough that he was able to clean it off and i think after a day of you know setting letting it dry down then it still worked again but there's uh you get some <laughs> i mean yeah. do, do, well, you, you, do you carry a second camera with you just in case for i stuff have like another that? i have a canon body and, yeah. and i just bought the new sony 7r yeah Yep. So I've got two different bodies. Right. Um, so at I'm least pretty you have. wave knowledge. I mean, I was down there the sure. other day, and the surf was up, and I could see the well, the Thor's well, you know, was right there. And yep. I says, you know, some of the waves were coming up pretty good size, and I go, it's just not worth it. Yeah. You know? Well, having that you know, I know waves yeah. come in sets, and I know how to read it and – but it's not something because when you're up on this rocky stuff, it's not like all of a sudden you just take off and run. Right. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, go down the little bit of rock and 
by then it hits and then the wave can go quite a ways mm -hmm. splash mm -hmm. and if you get your gear all salted <laughs> you're pretty much wrecking it yep yep you know once salt water gets in the electronics are going to go oh yeah all the screws that are on the outside are all going to start rusting right do you end up uh um shooting that kind of stuff with with the housing on as well or pretty much um are able no to because i wanted to do 15th of a second yeah um yeah so i had to do tripod mm -hmm. I, I did some other stuff there was all this foamy water you uh -huh. know and i was doing like frozen <clears throat> you know the foam jumping yep and then i go yeah i'll try this you know like at 15 20th of a second and i'll hand hold and pan uh. So a lot of movement. Yeah, yeah. Make some interesting shots. Uh -huh. You know, you shoot a lot, it'll be junk, and then you get the one or two that are the good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, getting this new camera um, is very interesting because it's totally different than the Canon. I wasn't used to when I'm, I stop down, it gets darker inside. <laughs> yeah, it actually seen changes happen in there. <laughs> yeah, and then it gets all that noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it's trying to show the picture on there until you take it, and then it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's yeah. it's actually... It's like a TV, and you pull the antenna out. <laughs> right. You, know, you disconnected it. Yeah. And at first, when I got the camera, I go, oh, man, I'm doing something wrong. I don't have the right settings or what. Uh -huh. It's uh -huh. driving me batty. <laughs> and then they had their... Their controls are all opposite than Canon. Right. So right. when I first got it, and I'm in a hurry and I'm trying to go this, when I wanted to move the speed, I was moving the f-stop. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they, it was quite funny. Even even the uh, on the Sony lenses too for focus is opposite than oh, it uh, is. than the Canon. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gets the focus is up front. Well, no, it's, it's still in, no, it's still out front, but it's it, the direction that it goes opposite? is opposite of the Canon. Why do lens. they do that? They should I, all be the same. I mean, yeah, especially for wanting people to transition, but I don't know if it's something with their technology or whatever. Because I mean, everything else is standard, you know. Like, yeah. But like you said, the buttons are different. But one thing I do really like about that camera too is you can uh, adjust so much. You can custom set certain buttons, you know, to quick yeah. access to. You know different features and and white balance and and uh, frame rate and all that kind of they stuff. They say too. that camera and can be like seven stops off. Really? Wow. Well, I'm looking as I'm going darker and darker yep. in there, and then I'm going looking at the bars. I'm going one, two, three, four, five stops. Right. Right. Yeah. I I haven't uh, I haven't played around with the new because that's the R4, right? Yeah. The newest one. Yeah. Because they they just. I mean, went crazy on their on their megapixel count on that thing. Sixty-one. Just, yeah, but with that stuff, I mean, I know so, a few photographers that tend to to stay with their with their Canon, you know, cameras that they've had for a long time and shooting with the same lenses and stuff. And was it was it a hard thing to jump to something that new? I waited and waited. Yeah. And then you know, I was CPS Canon Professionals deal, and you know, I called them up down there and I go, "When? When are you coming out?" I knew before the next Olympics they would have a new model. Yeah. And then I just kept reading, you know, about the Sony. Yeah. And then the Sony below this one, you know, a lot of my friends had bought it. And everybody was raving about it. Right. 
and it's not the megapixel because I think Canon's going to come out with 70 or 75. <laughs> and they've right. even been working developing, I think they've already developed 100. Oh, wow. But it's not that. It's the sensor. Yeah. And the yeah. sensor, Nikon sensors are made by Sony. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So just everybody liked the dang Sony. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. size that really, I don't care if it's, you know, two inches smaller. That, right. You know, I'm used to bigger cameras. And I like a camera that you can you have a nice grip on right. it. Right, right. Uh, the other day when I had the camera out and I was doing something, the camera body so dang small, <laughs> I got to put my hand up um, on the tripod socket of the lens. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not enough grip. You right. Know? Right. Have you looked at the getting the um, the battery grip extension for it? Um, I may down the line. Yeah. It's five hundred bucks. Right. Um, yeah. The battery life is is really good on those. I found I I don't end up using the grip as much, even though we we got one for ours. But I mainly like to use it if I'm shooting portraits or something like that, where I'm wanting to switch sides, you know, more often or something like that. But well, the new batteries are supposed to only do 500 photos. Really? Wow. I guess their their technology is... Uh, um, Sucking all the juice. <laughs> yeah, taking the extra extra out of it. Um, um, you know, and in a water housing, 500 photos is not that many. Right. I mean, right. in the old days, we only got 36. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anymore. Uh, you know, when I had my 1DX, <laughs> uh -huh. I could shoot... I could put a 64-gig card... I could shoot 2,000 photos in a water housing on the wow. back of a ski at Jaws. Wow. wow. So I didn't have to take it out. Yeah. And it had a slot for two cards. Yeah. I would shoot until the battery went dead. Yeah. And then I would take it out and shove another battery. Right. So you could go the whole day. <laughs> so when you end up at some of these um, you know, surf spots, do you, do you find yourself going back out to try to shoot some of the surfing still or is just kind of getting harder now to to it's, do that it's it's just too hard to try to sell yeah i mean with yeah. everything with instagram facebook you know when i was shooting jaws and on the back of a ski it would take 45 minutes to almost at least to get up to jaws from the launch ramp wow maliko gulch is closer but man when the surf's big and you got to go out through the surf and come in with a jet ski i'd have to jump off and swim in <laughs> You know, and yeah. then the guy would run it up mm -hmm. on the beach, uh, forty-five minutes to an hour. So you shoot almost till sunset. Yeah, and then you're heading back. You get there in the dark, cleaning up, and you go online. Everything's already been posted. Yeah, from all the people on boats. Yeah, and um, and on the cliff. Right. So they could do it and download it mm -hmm. and send it right then. Right. So I yeah. go, how you? I supposed to make money when everybody's giving it away for free. Look at me, look at me. Right. I used an autofocus camera and took a picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to keep up and compete with the the now yeah, now, huh? You know, and the landscape stuff, you know, being a place and you're by yourself or this is your angle and yeah. no one's approaching. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I get so frustrated when you're like here at Cannon Beach, people are oblivious. You're set up, the camera's shooting this direction, and they walk right in front like you don't exist. <laughs> right. You know, and they yeah. walk in front with their phone taking their pictures. Yeah. And you go, hmm. <laughs> so I know most of them, you know, once it starts getting dark, 
Yeah. They all start leaving. Yeah. And like this morning, pre-dawn. Yeah. There, yeah, it was quiet out there. There was no, <laughs> I was the first. There was nobody on the beach when I went. Yeah. And usually that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just amazed at the Sony. You know, I take a picture of my camera, <clears throat> taking a picture, and it's pitch black, and it it has to flash, and it can't even see the rock. <laughs> and I look at the in the screen of the Sony. Right. I can see the thing like it's daytime. Yeah. Yeah. And I was seeing color this morning. I'm going, I look at the screen, and I look <laughs> out there, and I go, I don't see any color. Yeah, yeah. And there was some pinkish. Right. I'm going, holy mackerel. <laughs> you know, I thought the Canon was good. Right, So right. I'm impressed so yeah. far. And so when you're doing these types of landscapes, and you said you're you're selling uh, prints and that type of thing or, or having them on display, were you able to take some of the – the things that you learn from having the stock of you know business before to be able to to market or how how do you get it out to the people there uh well i used to before i went into movies i, I was doing stills yeah for stock agencies uh, okay before yeah. that yeah um it's tough i don't have a lot of places to put the shots <clears throat> i just keep shooting yeah um you know, and, like the printer says, oh, I get asked for photos of Santa Barbara. And I go, I never shoot Santa Barbara. Right. You know, to me, it's a boor- you know, it's a beautiful, <laughs> nice city. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know. It's got it's to be something that you, you enjoy. So I said, okay. You shooting. Know. So I did some shots. Yeah. And I got rainbow over the pier. Uh-huh. And some lady was out there. And, and I met the lady at the printing place. Said, oh, I just got that rainbow. She called up the printer and bought a four foot by eight, <laughs> just like that. Wow. And then in Golita, the pier I thought was ugly, but people want the pier. They live in yeah. Golita. Yeah. So I, I spent time shooting that pier yeah. and, and just some things around Santa Barbara. I worked mm-hmm. every angle of the pier yeah. in the boat. And I got rainbow over the harbor. Uh huh. Um, and then he sold some, and then my friend selling some in his gallery. Mm hmm some of my wave shots so when you're shooting so often uh i mean you're you're taking obviously especially with digital now you get so many photos uh, how do you how do you decide what ends up on a print or a canvas or something i mean it's it's well, for me it's it, such a hard thing to to, to pick certain mostly photos. you'd show somebody stuff or and they would pick which one they want okay sure so you have a have yeah, a bunch and of digital I do, options, and, and I have my photos at stock agency also. Sure, sure. And then, do you have uh, um, keep like a set, or I think you're saying you had some photos on display somewhere, or on uh, any galleries anywhere? Um, I used to have a gallery, but the partnership it just wasn't working out. Yeah, yeah. And the the stuff that you see out now. Surfing wise, I mean, you were doing the earlier films and the type of you know stuff then. Um, how do you feel like it is now with the uh, the stuff that is being put out? Does it um, does it still resonate with what you thought of surfing before? Has it kind of changed the industry as well as the kind of the culture? Well, I mean, surfing's gone a long way. I mean, the guys are so good now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they do flips and you know, like it's <laughs> nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like skateboarding. Right. Upside down, and they're doing it on the waves. Yeah. It's fun to to shoot. 
my favorite of shooting surfing is when it's really big. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaws big, Chopu. How big of how big would the waves get there? Jaws can get big. Chopu, I I've only shot it up to twenty, and twenty's pretty dang big for yeah. for Chopu. It's yeah. a big, thick, sucking wave. <laughs> yeah, and it's so crowded now. That's the other drawback I hate. Right. Um, Jaws is more room. And there's just so many, you know, boats. You got to be on a jet ski. Yeah. And people drive in front of you. Right. Um, so that part gets frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go to Nazareth and shoot there. Where's that at? Portugal. It, Portugal. Okay. It's That's got what you were talking about going on yeah, a trip there. It's It's got a big, big wave spot. Yeah. I mean, it gets really big. Yeah. Bigger than all the rest. Yeah. But when you're going to shoot them now, you're mainly... Just shooting the wave, not necessarily the people surfing and stuff there. Um, I would shoot surfing, but the wave, and I saw some some pictures shot from beach level. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like a beach break, but a giant beach break. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 20, 30-foot beach break. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I'm looking at some interesting kind of shots that, that I think I could get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just so many places to go. Yeah. You know, it just all takes bucks. <laughs> yeah. And do you find, because uh, um, it seems like a lot of places, it's almost only good in the morning or the evening. Do you do you find some midday places that you can shoot, or you tend to just kind of take some time off to travel in the middle of the day? Or uh, Well, scenics, like I'll do in the morning. And then in the day, you know, after that, then I'll go driving up the road. Like if I'm doing road shots or some other kind of shots, you know, I can get by till later in the morning and then you wait till the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back to like when I was in Canada, I'll go back to the this one lake yeah, for sunset. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, in between when it was dark, then I was doing some Milky Way photos. Mm-hmm. Then I was doing trees with the stars. Uh, so then, you know, you're up at three in the morning and then when I'd come back, I'd take a nap <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I, I didn't have very many hours sleep right. all together. Yeah. You know, it was some here and some there. Right. And you've been traveling in, uh, in your SUV as well. So sleeping, sleeping on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then do you, uh, I know you said you had, uh, known a few different people, but do you find, you come across very many other photographers that you know as you're traveling to these different places, or you said you know um, not that I personally know. Um, you just run across photographers, it's just yeah. like running into you guys. Um, yeah. There was a, the girl I met a girl the other day here it was from England, really, and <laughs> she was shooting down there. She was there that morning. The color was really good. Yeah, yeah. And I told her about the waves. I don't know if she's going to be there or not. Right. Yeah. But she had a rental car and she was sleeping in in, yeah. in the rental car. <laughs> nice. Um, well, it gets expensive. If you were to pay for a room, 300 hotels, 300 days a year, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For traveling on the road a lot. That that yeah. adds up. And then when you're, when you're going to these different places, um, I know, you know, we were talking about some of the different places and we were asking questions. Is it, uh, is it almost, do you try to not give out too much so that people, word doesn't get around? Or I guess, is it, are you kind of just 
Enjoy. Um, name name places. That are, like Cannon Beach, I'll put Cannon Beach. Yeah. Uh, my backwash place. Yeah. I never say where it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. I was in Australia shooting a place there, yeah. I never said where it was. Uh-huh. I'd say some other place. Right. But right. any place that's a parking lot. Yeah. You know, and it's well known. Yep. Yeah. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, because there's still, I'm sure you still have places that people don't go to and you can just go and shoot and stuff too which is probably nice yeah when i go out to this little reef in laguna beach a lot of times i've been out there by myself Uh uh-huh you know or one other person but i never say where that spot is right (laughs) you know certain places i don't and other ones i do you know the iconic places what difference does it make right you know everybody knows about them yeah you know you just get your angle yeah um like at Swashbuckers Landing and the Tetons, the gap for the really good spot for shooting is not. <clears throat> I don't even know if, if as much as this van. Really. Half. Yeah. Where you just the right lineup with the peak. Yep. Um. So what I would do is I would get down there in the dark early in the morning, and when the first car came, boom! I would take off. Yep. And put my tripod in that spot. Yep. <laughs> so I had the spot. Right, right. Because. And that's overlook at the Snake River. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not the yeah. overlook. It's oh. actually down. Yeah. But it's uh, the beaver pond and then yeah. the mountains with the oh, trees. Right. At first light, you got to grab it. Um, <clears throat> but that's what I would do. I'd get there first. Yep. And then as soon as the, I saw a car headlights coming. I would just go, <laughs> and yeah. I had already scouted it out, and I knew exactly right. where I want my tripod. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody else, then they get on the outside of you. Then you start getting into angles. Yeah. And it's not the, the right. better angle. Right. Yeah. It takes a lot of. I mean, I, I've only. I mean, I, I like to shoot in a lot of different places, but I've only gone to some of the more popular ones. You know, a handful of times, like down in Moab and some of those places. Yeah. And yeah, if you if you don't get there two plus hours early, I mean, you're you're just stacking up behind all the people. And it's definitely interesting to see kind of the the gravitation to trying to get those specific shots. But it sounds like you're able to find stuff that people don't find, too. Uh, well, like in Yosemite, there's billions of photos. Well, I went in the river. I thought, I'll do something different. Mm-hmm. I'll take my water housing with my over-under port and put in yep. the full wetsuit, seven mil booties, uh-huh. hood, and walk the dang river. <laughs> go there out, you, go. you know, walk along the road. Yeah, and take pictures half underwater and half above uh-huh. with El Cap and Half Dome. Yeah, in different areas, and the ranger came by, and I'm in my wetsuit walking. He goes, "What are you doing?" I says, "I'm taking pictures in the water, <laughs> you know, half and half." Yeah, he goes, "I never see anybody do that." Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still finding play, you know, things to do to change it up, which is cool. Yeah, did you? Uh, I saw a bunch of pictures from. Some people I knew that got the uh, the fire falls. Uh, oh, that in, happens in every year. February, yeah. Have you have you been down there for that? No, no. There's already, everybody's already got it. Right, right. You know, so, I'm not saying that I couldn't get it and have it for stock. Right. But uh, what about the the eclipse? Did you catch that? No. No. <laughs> How many people have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I didn't get to see it, but I got to see part of it because I was in Oregon. And then I, I look. I was up this way. Yeah. Uh, how good? Is, how many people are going to want that? A print of that on their wall. Right. 
Yeah. And see, that's the thing I think is it's interesting, too, is because that's the the angle that you're looking at for other people is like, oh, I just I want to get a photo of that. They don't know what they're going to do with it or what's going to happen with that. But and for you, I mean, you're looking at the business side, too, is that someone does actually does someone actually want to buy this photo and use it for something? And well, to put it on the wall or in the uh, house, like yeah. the tree in Portland, the Japanese mm-hmm. maple tree. Yeah. That's a lot of color. Yeah. People like that tree. Yeah. I posted it and a f- even a friend, he ordered a four by eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then I showed um, just at the market. In Santa Barbara, t- and I was showing the women at the register pictures. Yeah, all the women bought pictures. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, you, when you find the stuff that that are of interest to to people, and and does that seem to to change over the years as well? Of just the the either the style or the type of photo, or is that just same a good quality, you know, pretty looking shot can yeah. still be of interest? No, I think you know it's color because people are looking for color to put on their wall yeah it doesn't have to be bright colors right um it could even be a moody uh, uh-huh. people are looking for all kinds of you know their house is everybody's house is different yeah can be from modern traditional right right so it's different kinds of art like i shoot a lot of foam jump in the bank foamy mm-hmm. water yeah and it's funny i had people that came in gallery and from new york they like that stuff yeah yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a surf wave, mm-hmm. you know. It's just no two foamies are ever the same. Yeah, yeah, nice. And then I was trying some foamy stuff, hand holding it fifteenth of a second, yeah. and panning yeah. as the water was moving. Right, give it a streak. Yeah, there's always. So, but you know, I haven't seen anything. It's just the back of the camera. Yeah, right. And so when I'm in Santa Barbara at the printer, you know, and then I see some. Shots up on a big computer. Yeah. Looks nicer. And then when he does his j- right. color correction and everything. So you have you have them do the, the any type of retouching or anything yeah. like that? And you have to because it's yeah. shot in raw. Right. You're just taking all the information. Yep. And then from there, yep. you know, like zapping it. <laughs> you know, hit some keys and bah, man, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'll show me my picture, you know, as they took it. And then. When he, after he's done with it, it's like night and day. Yeah, yeah. But that's how it is. Yeah. It's amazing. The phone can take such dang good photos. And then you can go on there and do your little Photoshop thing. Uh-huh. Punch in saturation, et cetera. Yeah. And it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I go to Canon one time and go, why does the dang phone look so good? <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And, the- and the back of the camera has been 3500 and the phone looks better when you first take it. <laughs> yeah. But the phone doesn't yeah. go as big. Yeah. Well, the the what they're doing with it, I mean, even just with the cameras, but the phones as well, I mean, that's... Uh, I saw it, some that have, what, triple lens or something? Yeah, they just came out with dollars. Three different lenses now. And yeah, I'm not going to pay $1,000 for a <laughs> phone. Yeah, yeah. So where where do you... Uh, I mean, you're you're on the road... Pretty much all the time, right? All the and time, chasing yeah. different uh, seasons and times of stuff. Is there? Is this more into the the highlight time that you try to hit as far as fall time, or is there a? Well, right now it's coming into the season for waves. Yeah. Uh, backwash waves. I love yeah. shooting that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got a place here. I got a place in Long Beach, Seal Beach, and I've got a place in Australia. Yeah. 
Yeah. The best spots for those types of Places that I really. know that are pretty consistent. Yeah. Uh, the thing up here in Oregon and Washington, it seems like when the big waves come, the front comes with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're going to have some pretty good-sized waves in yeah. a couple of days, and it's supposed to rain. It hasn't rained <laughs> in over a week. Yeah. You know, it had sunny, and then it's high overcast. Right. Um, but no rain. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as the dang big waves get here, it's going to rain. Yeah. And south winds. That's that's, that's going to be an extra challenge to deal with for. <laughs> well, if it's raining really hard, even under a tarp. Yeah. You know, then I don't know. There's only so. We just have to see. Yeah. Because up along the river here, it makes its own weather pattern. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, sometimes there'll be some breaks or high cloud. Sure. And you get some moody stuff because the sun, what the sun angle in the morning is more silhouette-y. Yeah. And so they turn out. Where I think they'd be good for black and whites. Yeah, yeah. Just take the color shot and make it a black and white. Yeah, from the the time when you were, um, you know, shooting the the film and stuff back in the in the day of surfing and everything. Is there any uh, either just really stories or events or things that kind of stand out from things you look back on? Like those were the. Oh, jeez, yeah. I've, I've had where I've lost entire camera rig, really? movies, yeah. Yeah. Whole camera, housing, everything, the leash broke. Yeah. Pounded in Indonesia. And just sunk. I had to get medevaced off the North Shore. Wow. Um, I wear a, a helmet and a wetsuit always. Yeah. Wetsuit for flotation, but I got pile-driven by a wave down with my head, and it cracked and, like, temporarily paralyzed me. Wow. And I was floating and my eyes were open, but I couldn't move. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, I, you know, and I wow. wasn't panicking at first. Right. And I'm going, I can't move. Yeah. And a wave rolled me over, and it was so hard to try to say help. Yeah. And I finally got to say help. And there happened to be a guy coming out on a boogie board. Yeah. And he was a lifeguard from California. Oh. Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Well, then I had to be put on a... They had me on a jet ski on the back of a sled, you know, yeah. immobilized me, yeah. got me to the beach, ambulance, ambulance to helicopter. Oh, man. And I'm going, who's paying for this? <laughs> you know, this is not cheap. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, it it's, just traveling, you know, different places, Bali. Did you have a favorite place that you traveled to? One of my favorite places I really liked is Tahiti. Yeah. I like the people are really good. Not good, but, you know, really nice people. Yeah. Um, the colors, you know, from the blues and greens and yeah, the watercolor and the yeah. lagoons, mm -hmm. it, you know, with a reef outside. And then you have this light colored water and then it goes to the dark blue. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place for photography. Mm -hmm. Every every island, every atoll has got right. something to shoot. Right. Yeah. You never get bored. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went to Bora Bora and I stayed a month. Yeah. There. Is it uh so the the warmer climates have you shot some of the like colder weather winter surf like the well, I guess Iceland you haven't been there yet, right? That's on no. the list. Yeah, it's on the <clears throat> list. Um Now, I don't like the cold as much. Yeah. <laughs> um cuz you were where you originally from again? Originally uh, um, started from the Bay Area, and then I yeah. left as soon as I graduated high school. Yeah, but you were born somewhere Belgium. Else? Really? Okay. Wow. Left when I was a kid. Thank yeah. God. 
you know, places a terrorist oh, hangout now. Right. Yeah, that's all of Europe's gone. Yeah. Some of the countries are waking up though. Yeah. They're smashing the mosques and um they're some of them are kicking all the people out. Really? They don't want to work. Yeah. They just yeah. they just come there for the free money. Right. Free money and a free place to stay. Yeah. Did you your was your family just from there or were they my just mom. Living there? Yeah. Um and then my dad was an American. It was the wartime, right yeah. at the end Station of the war. There. Yeah. Yeah, he was gotcha. an MP. Okay. Yeah, so you've been around a bit. Do you end up in uh, Europe much for fo- photos? Not too much. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been a few different places. Yeah. Um, and so the next next big uh, spot that you're wanting to go to, you said uh, Iceland, Patagonia? Yeah, Swam. Yeah. Um, always more stuff to... There's always some place to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just now... That I bought a Sony. Now I got a water housing for Canon. Now I'd have to pay <laughs> yep. to have a housing. Get, a, get another one for the new camera. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm going to eat crap on the price of selling mine with yeah. all the ports. That is, that is the downside when you upgrade <laughs> to something different. It's, well, it's, everything's, even if I stayed with Canon, Canon's yep. going to go to mirrorless. Yeah, yeah. So the body changes, so everything changes. Yeah. So I can't just stick any camera in... The housing is yep. is custom made. Yeah, you know it's carbon fiber. It's really light. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then I've got over under ports, fisheye ports. Now the over under ports is that that's more for the, the flat. Uh, front? Well, you can do dome yeah. or flat. Yeah. I prefer flat. Yeah, because the focusing stays the same above and under. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Where dome, you got to use a lot of depth of feel. Right, right. It splits the water real good. Yeah, yeah. And my friend's experimenting now with the with a fisheye with a 16-inch dome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would be interesting. Yeah, he's trying to get that underwater look and somebody on a wave. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I guess even in, in those industries, they have to keep finding ways to reinvent that type of stuff, too, and keeping it interesting yeah. and... Yeah, industry's constantly changing, I'm sure. But, yeah, I uh, mean, it's just now going from Canon to Sony, I'm jumping 30 meg difference. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. It's you like, know, if I could get by with a 4 by 8 now I could do 8 by 16 <laughs> Yeah. Wow. What What's the largest photo print you've done? Do you know? Um. Well, on my 617 panoramic, 15 feet. Yeah. It's Sammy's camera in L.A. Wow. They have two pictures up that are 15 feet each. Man, was that a, a big wave shot? No. No? One was San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, and one was Seattle. Oh. Wow. From Queen Annie, Queen Annie Ridge. Wow. That's nice. overlooked. It looks yeah. the city. Sure. Just yeah, I haven't uh, haven't shot through there, but passed through there before. And yeah. yeah. There's some good bridge shots yeah. from the bridge with the highway curving leading into the city yeah you know for um at sunset yeah when the sun goes down and the colors and all the car lights are streaking uh, yeah nice that's nice that's cool there's always something <laughs> you know, it's, yeah it's never sure. ending yeah well I, I appreciate you taking some time to sure. to talk and and share about you know the stuff you've been doing and 
Um, do you have so what's your uh, website for people to to look up any of your your work? Uh, just look up under Dan Merkel, Merkel Media. Yeah, photographer Dan Merkel. Surfing films by Dan Merkel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all of the all of the things. I, I, I looked on Instagram, it looked like there was a an archive page of the, the surf photos and stuff that you had taken, but do you you don't uh have a page on Instagram or, or do you I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> Maybe. Because if Google uh, the name, I'm sure you find it if it's there. Well, no, if you yeah. if you just type in Dan Merkel yeah. photographer yeah. Or surf photographer or what yep. I'll come up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't even, like when I post something, I don't even put my name on a photo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody puts their name, their signature. Right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, most of the stuff I do is my phone showing what the picture I'm taking with my camera. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You know, I'll see guys and they'll post stuff, and I go, "Ooh, man, you know, you could get that ripped off." Yeah. You know, you gotta right. have low res file. Right. Right. But sometimes people post stuff at pretty good yeah. res. Right. You know, in technology. Yeah. That'd you know, be- they'll use it, have it screensaver or whatever. <laughs> Some somebody will foreign yeah. country. What are you gonna do? You can't sue them. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't have the money, the intellectual property. Yeah. I'm already in a lawsuit. Um, yeah. For somebody using my photo on buildings. Right. Right. And then yeah, claiming it is their original art. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a whole different whole different ball game now with the the way the industry is and the yeah. photography and social media and everything else. Well, but, if uh, the lawyers can win, then I'm on the road <laughs> and I'm gonna fly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you're still still getting after it and, and, and taking amazing photos. I mean, your work is, is really amazing and, uh, it's cool to, to see, see out here still doing it and still taking photos. And, yeah. Uh, appreciate you sharing, uh, sharing the insight for the local area and hopefully, yeah. hopefully get some incredible waves here yeah. in a few days. Show you, show you where to stay for free. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. The traveling on Off the road, road, it helps to, it's to 10 miles people. out of town, but <laughs> hey, I go, it's hey, at least, like some Peace of those of places mind. you can park, <laughs> and I don't like some places I don't like being so close to the road. Yeah, you know, like I said, somebody could fall asleep. Yeah, you know, they would oh, and yep. they could run into you. Yeah, drunk. At least when you're way off the road like that. Yeah, the chances are pretty slim. Yeah, gotta gotta have those tips from the <laughs> those that know. That's for sure. Yeah, because I uh, see cars. You know, that were not too far. You got to be out away from yeah. any of the houses. Yeah. Because once if they complain, then the cops will start rousting. Right. Because in Oregon before, I was parked at a place and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Can't sleep here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a constant challenge, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the other day when I was on my way to Canada, it was late at night and I got pulled over by the cops. I go, what the hell? And he goes, oh, you're weaving a bit. I said, I'm really tired. I'm just trying to get up to the rest stop. He had me do every day. You been drinking? Nope. <laughs> Got any guns? Nope. Got any pills? Nope. <laughs> then he made me do the whole drunk test. Really? Yeah, he had his finger, follow my finger. Don't move your head. <laughs> and so I Try have man-made lenses something. in my eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, 
<laughs> and I said, don't f put your flashlight in my eyes. <laughs> because yeah. on the left side, I have no iris. Because uh, when the VA did the operation, they screwed up and sucked my iris out. Oh my so my gosh. eye doesn't dilate. Oh. So they'd be just like blinding me. Right, right. So I told them right off the bat, don't do that. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah. But, you know, the concealer driver's license and everything. I go, God, this is a bit panicky here. <laughs> I says, it's like if you make a mistake, you're going to haul me to jail. Right, right. And I'm not drinking, you know, or any of that stuff. Yeah. But, and then finally afterwards, he realized they weren't going to get me for anything. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you should just go to sleep right here. You know, they had me pull off an exit. Oh. Uh, I said, okay. There you go. But it was scary. <laughs> I mean, you know. He ran me, you know, and frisked me too. Whoa. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> it's in the desert, you know. It's like oh, 80, 90 degrees out at night. Yeah. And the guy had his hands all over me. I'm going, what the hell? I says, I pull my shirt up. What do you? There's nothing here. Where am I gonna put a gun? <laughs> uh, someone looking for, <laughs> looking for some something to to get drugs. Something, yeah. 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 Oh, even crossing the border. Got any weed? No, I don't smoke. Even though I guess you could smoke in Canada, right. but they want to know if you're bringing any because right. you're going to try to sell it. Yeah. So yep. they wouldn't be able to get taxes. Right. It's all about taxes anyway. Always something. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks again for, for taking the time. appreciate it. And, yeah, and uh, my name's Dan Merkel. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check him out. He's got some great stuff. Yeah, cheers. All right. Cheers.